0: Who was the biggest standout in LSU scrimmage in Tiger Stadium on Saturday? This name is going to surprise you. You are locked on LSU. Your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team.
1: Every day.
0: Thank you for making Locked and LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And also just a reminder to everyone that if you listen on your preferred podcast platform, first of all, thank you for listening. Second of all, you can also watch the podcast on YouTube in addition to listening while you're on the go. My name is Caroline Fenton and I am your host as I am every single day. You can follow me on Twitter at Caroline Fenton one. You can also follow along for the podcast with updates at locked on LSU, but let's get into it. LSU was out in tiger stadium on Saturday afternoon for a little scrimmage. So it really ended up being like a, like a two hour long practice with a short scrimmage tacked on to the end of it. When Brian Kelly spoke with the media this past week, he said that, uh, it was going to be, 60 to 70 plays, that's what I said last week, that it was going to be less than 100 plays. It actually ended up being significantly less than that, less than 50 plays. I think the final total was around 45 plays. So a much shorter scrimmage, at least that Brian, shorter than Brian Kelly advertised. However, had it tacked on to a full two-hour practice. But we we're able to see a lot on display in, in the scrimmage on Saturday in Tiger Stadium. And there was one name that came out that you just simply could not ignore in the scrimmage on Saturday, a name that was a big surprise to me, but in the best way possible. And that's Caleb Jackson. Caleb Jackson might be a name that you haven't heard very much of. Caleb Jackson is a true freshman in the 2023 class. He's a four-star running back from Matt Rouge, you know, local kid, went to Liberty Magnet. When we talk about the running back position, I mean, we have talked about how stacked that room is eight running backs in that room. I mean, it is, it is stacked. We don't talk a lot about Trey Holly and Caleb Jackson, the two true freshmen in that running back room, because the remaining six running backs all have a massive sample size of college football experience whether it be at LSU or whether it be like Logan Diggs who transferred in from Notre Dame, each of the running backs in that room of the six that aren't true freshmen have a lot of experience have, you know, power five experience at this level. So you don't talk as much about Trey Holly or Caleb Jackson. And that's no disrespect to either of those two. But when Brian Kelly was asked about the depth chart within the, in the running back room, I took his word for it. This was Brian Kelly.
1: We've purposely not put out one. Like you, if you went into our locker room, we don't have a depth chart. Um, my experience is once you put up a depth chart, you can go one of two ways. (laughs) You can become really selfish, uh, or, or really upset. (laughs) And I just kind of stay away from them. And We just kind of let them go out and compete every day, you know, um, it's going to take care of itself, you know, when we get to the season, um, I I just think that, you know, the running back room itself, you know, we know you can't play eight guys. I I just think that experience versus inexperience is going to win out in that room and, And that'll take care of itself.
0: So Brian Kelly says experience is going to win out over inexperience. I've taken his word for that. That's why I, at least personally, have focused on those six experienced running backs. Armani Goodwin, Josh Williams, Noah Kane, so on and so forth. But I think from what we saw on Saturday afternoon, Brian Kelly might have to rethink that approach. At least I think he needs to rethink that approach because Caleb Jackson was hard to ignore almost impossible to ignore on Saturday in the scrimmage in Tiger stadium. Caleb Jackson was working with the second team offense. Again, the first team offense was playing against the first team defense. Second team defense was playing. Second team offense was playing the second team defense. Each of those, Those groups took two series until the second-team offense played against the third-team defense. But Caleb Jackson was working with the second-team offense, of course, quarterbacked by Garrett Nussmeyer. He had an 18-yard touchdown run. And on the very next possession, he caught a screen from Garrett Nussmeyer and took off for a 75-yard touchdown. Back-to-back touchdown plays. And before that 18 yard touchdown run, Caleb Jackson caught a pass to set them up for that 18 yard touchdown. Caleb Jackson is legit. Caleb Jackson is a dude. He's six feet two hundred and twenty five pounds. I mean, you don't see a whole lot of running backs that are that big, honestly. You know, that's that's big for a running back. So he's got speed, but he's also got size, which is a really difficult combination to find. You see that more, more so maybe like with a linebacker. Maybe the, uh, you know, a linebacker with that kind of size and the speed to keep up with the running backs. You don't see it as much with running backs because rarely do you guys of that size have enough speed to be able to play the running back position. Caleb Jackson has it, and he's a special kid. And he showed that on Saturday afternoon. And look, I know he was playing the second team offense. He was playing against the second team defense. The defense that he was playing against on Saturday afternoon in Tiger stadium may not be as high of a caliber as the defenses that he would see week in and week out in the regular grunt of an sec schedule. I get that. I completely understand that, but the tools, the explosiveness, the speed it's not something that you can ignore. And now I think that Mike Denbrock and Brian Kelly, who I think already had a really difficult job ahead of them to fairly and most effectively balance the running back position with those six running backs that are veterans on the team. I think that their job was made even more difficult because I don't know how you go into this season without giving Caleb Jackson at least some iota of an opportunity for him to at least go out there and continue to prove yourself. So that's kind of the tough side of it is it's the best problem in football to have is, wow, look at all these good players that we have. We don't know how we're going to be able to play all of them. Like that's the best problem to have. But I think the other thing too is not only does it make me feel good for this season, it also makes me really encouraged for that position moving forward. Because at the end of this season, you could be losing four, five, maybe even six of those veterans in the running back room. I doubt you're going to lose all six, but you're going to lose a good bit of the depth and a good bit of just sheer numbers in the running back room in the 2024 season. Well, Caleb Jackson makes me feel encouraged about this position for next year because you got him for next year, and he looks like he is going to be a heck of a contributor. If not this year, the next year. But he was my biggest surprise on Saturday afternoon, the most pleasant surprise to be able to see to be able to see his explosiveness on full display. Coming up next, another pretty big surprise on the defensive side of the ball. We'll get into that coming up next this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. So I think sometimes in life, we feel maybe a little bit stuck. We feel like we're being faced with all of these really difficult choices, and we don't really know what is the right decision to come next. For example, for me, not too long ago, I was faced with a career crossroads, and I thought about it day in and and every single night, and it was something that really kind of weighed on my mental health of what's the right decision to make. And that for me, in my experience, was about my career. But it could, it could be about your relationships. It could be about your friendships. It could be about anything in life that may or may not come up. But therapy can help you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with confidence. And most importantly, so you can move forward with excitement. I mean, you should trust yourself to make the decisions that align with your values. Sometimes you just need someone there to help you make those decisions. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. In life, we sometimes just need help. In life, sometimes our decisions can just be too difficult, that we just need to talk it through with somebody. And that is a wonderful benefit of therapy. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. One great thing about BetterHelp is it's completely designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule. It is entirely online, so you don't have to worry about going into an office that might feel a little bit cold, might feel a little bit uncomfortable. You don't have to worry about fitting, going to see a doctor into your schedule. No, it is completely flexible with your schedule. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnCollege. Well, thanks again for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Every day is coming up this week on the show. We're going to do a full Florida State preview with Brian Smith, not just our our uh, official Locked on Recruiting Insider, but also host of Locked on Knowles. Also, we're going to hear from Max Chadwick of Pro Football Focus. We'll get his thoughts on LSU and where he placed LSU in his personal top 25. All of that coming up later on this week on the podcast. Breaking down the scrimmage on Saturday in Tiger Stadium, Caleb Jackson was the biggest surprise for me in the best possible way. But the surprises didn't end with Caleb Jackson. And the surprises also extended into the other side of the ball on the defensive side of the ball when we saw Sage Ryan taking snaps at cornerback. So, you know, traditionally, Sage Ryan has taken snaps at nickel and at safety. He hasn't played corner, at least in a game. I don't know if he's ever played corner in practice, but nothing that I have ever seen from Sage Ryan has he been lining up at corner, but he was playing first team defense. He was playing first-team corner on Saturday in the scrimmage in Tiger Stadium. He was playing first-team corner opposite of Zai Alexander. Now, Sage Ryan did leave early with a shoulder injury from everything that I have heard. Anticipate Sage Ryan to make a full recovery. Just not quite sure what that timeline is going to look like. Now, I think that what you've seen so far, In training camp, what we saw from the scrimmage, Zy Alexander is going to be a first-team corner. Zy Alexander is going to be one of your starting corners along with Deuce Chestnut. Both transfers, Zy Alexander in from Southeastern and Deuce Chestnut from Syracuse. That's your first-team corners. Beyond that, I don't feel great about the depth at cornerback because whenever you ask maybe anyone, whether it's an outsider looking in, whether it's an LSU fan, If you ask, what's your biggest concern about this LSU team? I would have to venture to guess seven, eight, maybe even nine times out of 10. That person might say corner, which is fair. It's not wrong. I mean, that's your opinion. It's not wrong. But whenever you have to dip into the transfer portal, as much as LSU has had to do, not just this past season, but the last two years at corner, it's going to be a question mark. That's a whole lot of newness. I mean, Terrence Welch is the only returning scholarship cornerback on this roster from 2022. They didn't have a lot of retention at that position. They were forced to pick up pieces throughout the transfer portal. And look, that served LSU well this past season. But I think a very fair question and a very fair concern about this team and this defense is, can Matt House do it again for a second time? Is this group equipped to be, you know, the kind of secondary that LSU has traditionally been known for. Those are all very fair concerns. I think for me, more specifically about the cornerback group, but it's not just, you know, can Matt House piece these pieces together? I, I trust Matt House really for the most part to be able to do that because we've seen him do it before. That doesn't eliminate concern. But for me, the biggest concern at corner is simply the depth. Because like I mentioned, Zy Alexander and Deuce Deuce Chestnut, that's your first team corners. Beyond that, who do you have? Beyond that, who do you feel confident in? Denver Harris? Because I don't feel very confident about Denver Harris right now. He was back out with the team on Saturday. After he was out for a couple of days in practice, wasn't in the team photo Brian Kelly said he was dealing with some personal things. We don't know the details as to what was going on with Denver Harris at the time, but one, I don't know if Denver Harris can continue to stay available. I don't know if he can stay out of trouble. And frankly, I don't know to what level of play Denver Harris can get to before the start of the season. Denver Harris has been taking snaps with the third team defense. Now, if you want to say that that's because it's a, it's a message from the coaching staff of look, We're not going to give you anything on a silver spoon. Everything that you get here, you're going to earn it. Or I don't know if it's just simply because that's what he is right now. A third team corner on this team, whatever it is. I don't feel very confident in being able to rely on Denver Harris because ever since he's gotten to Baton Rouge, we haven't been able to rely on him. I mean, JK Johnson's in a boot. He broke a bone in his foot. We don't even know if he's going to be available at all this season, much less for one of the first few games of the season. So I, I can't rely on J.K. Johnson. Ashton Stamps has looked really encouraging so far throughout camp. But does he look good in encouraging as a true freshman? Or does he look good in encouraging as a cornerback who can play at a high level in this league? Because I think those are two very different things, the way that you frame them. So beyond Zy Alexander and Deuce Chestnut, the the depth at corner really is concerning to me. But I think what does maybe encourage me just a little bit is, can Sage Ryan be a solid option at corner if and when need be? Was not on my bingo card of what to expect over the weekend. You know, breakout performance from a true freshman running back and Sage Ryan taking snaps at corner. But, hey, life comes at you fast. College football is a weird sport. And uh, let's be honest, this team has depth issues at certain positions. Not at running back. That's the one that I'm not too concerned about. But um, outside of the starters at the cornerback position, along with other positions, I'm not very confident in the depth of this team. So you're going to have to get creative. Matt House is going to have to do his – his tinkering and his coaching and whatever he does to make this cornerback room work and to make the pieces that you have available like a Sage Ryan be able to fit in your system the way and wherever you may need to see him work. But coming up next, had a bunch of surprises at running back at cornerback, but not a whole lot of surprises at the at the quarterback position. And honestly, it's, Pretty nice to not have to worry about the quarterback position right now. We will get into that coming up next. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every single time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl any team that you may like your favorite team and you'll get bonus bets back for every single victory. So you want to put it on Joey B and the Bengals. Maybe you're a Saints fan. Who dat? Put it on your favorite team and you can use your bonus bets on spreads on player props on over unders and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Hey, the two-part Ultimate College Football Preview is live on Locked on SEC. You can check me out along with Alabama, Georgia, and Tennessee for the Locked on SEC contenders. We're contenders. It feels good to say. We're available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, let's get into it because the quarterback position – For so long or for so many years across, you know, a a period of time is a question mark at LSU. A lot of times you go into camp and there's quarterback battles, legitimate quarterback battles. We could be sitting here, you know, at this time in mid to late August and not even know who's starting the first game. Feels like it happens a lot at LSU. So when it doesn't happen... It is, it's a little bit of a relief, I will tell you that. So amongst all of the surprises that we saw on Saturday, albeit pleasant surprises, Caleb Jackson with a great breakout performance, uh, Sage Ryan taking snaps at corner. The quarterback position, in my opinion, I don't think presented a whole lot of surprises. Jaden Daniels was taking snaps with the first team in the scrimmage, as we all expected, as Brian Kelly said he would. Garrett Nessmeyer was taking snaps with the second team offense. Again, as we expected, because Jaden Daniels is the starting quarterback and Garrett Nussmeyer is the backup. That Jaden Daniels-Malik neighbors connection, it's for real. And it was on full display on Saturday afternoon. Now, it's really been on full display all camp long, but to see it in a scrimmage setting, to see it when you—you you know the pads are on and you're going 100% and you're in a stadium setting, just feels a little bit different. And it feels like it, you know, to take a page out of the SEC's playbook, feels like it might mean just a little bit more. But again, I don't think that that was anything that was really all that surprising to us. We've seen those two and their chemistry on full display. Not just in fall camp, but we saw it a whole lot last, last season. And I think we all expected, at least I expected, that connection to get even stronger. One, because each of them have a year working with one another under their belts, and also because I expected each of them to get better individually. Jaden Daniels would become a better quarterback. Malik Neighbors would be a better, stronger, faster, and as Brian Kelly said, more focused wide receiver. So I think I expected those two to get better. That was really, you know, no surprise to me. I think another thing is, that both quarterbacks looked solid. Like both quarterbacks look good. Both quarterbacks looked like they could be starting quarterbacks in the SEC. I think we already knew that. That wasn't really a surprise. But even when both quarterbacks looked solid and both quarterbacks looked good and both quarterbacks looked like they could be starters in the SEC, Jaden Daniels just looked a little bit better. Jaden Daniels was able to use his legs more. Again not something that I think was really all that surprising to any of us. And the good thing is too, those are all good things. You know, it's, it's a good thing that Jaden Daniels looks better than Garrett Nussmeyer at this point, because Jaden Daniels is your starting quarterback and Garrett Nussmeyer doesn't have to be at that point. But with all of that being said, Garrett Nussmeyer still looks pretty darn good. To the extent of if Jaden Daniels knock on wood goes down with an injury and Garrett Nussmeyer has to come in, I'd feel confident in him. And also when, not if, but when Garrett Nussmeyer takes over the starting job in 2024, I'm going to feel really confident in that. So all of these things that weren't necessarily surprises – are all good things that we knew them. And I think it's why, or at least part of the reason why, we feel so comfortable about this team moving forward. Because there is so much certainty at the most important position in all of sports, but especially in this one. And it feels nice to have that much certainty and those few questions about this position whenever we as fans, at least I, feel like... (laughs) You know, feeling uneasy about the quarterback position is almost uh, almost guaranteed with this team. But it's all good things. It's all good things with the quarterbacks. That they look good. They can run the offense well. Jaden Daniels' arm looks great. His connection with Malik Neighbors is alive and well. And the good thing is, too, just because he got that connection doesn't mean that he's ignoring the other ones. Malik Neighbors and Mason Taylor are very clearly Jaden Daniels' favorite targets. Again, not something that I think should come as a shock to anyone, but he's also getting Kyron Lacey involved, also getting Brian Thomas involved, also getting the running backs involved as shown by Garrett Nasmyers' past, uh, his 75 year touchdown pass to Caleb Jackson. So good things, good things to not be surprised about as far as the quarterback position is concerned. But that's going to do it for me today. Thank you for making Locked and LSU your first listen every single day. Coming up to, on tomorrow's episode of the podcast, more breakdown of the offseason and more breakdown of what is to come with LSU football. That coming up next on Locked and LSU.